What's up, you radical human? Welcome back to the show. Today, we dive into my holiday survival guide. So we're going to be talking about some tangible steps to navigate a fun but also potentially challenging time of the year. You'll hear about some of the mindset reframes, the 80-20 principle, how I say missing once is life, but missing twice is a choice. These empowering frames, like choice is really all we have, right? So instead of cheat meals and naughtiness, we just have empowered choices and growth and awareness. We're going to talk about the topic of boozing, taboos or not taboos, how much, what it's going to do to our sleep. I'll tell you about my number one tip above all else for what you should do after these delicious family meals. And then we get into some intention setting, some visioning, some reflection from the past year, some looking forward on how to construct a radical 2024 where you get to really thrive. So I'll guide you through a few questions at the end. We'll do our highlight reel, pull out some of the best moments, and then really try and get clear on what it is that we want the most for next year and uh, really becoming that person. And of course, this is a wonderful time of year. It's a busy time of year. So I really appreciate you for being here and giving us your attention. And if we've gave you anything this year, if you've enjoyed this show, we obviously care about spreading this message of radical health. You're about to be around people that you love, hopefully. Share it with them. Share this podcast. That would be the best present you could possibly give us. Thank you for being along for this ride. We hope to do this for many, many holiday seasons to come with you. Keep getting more radically healthy year on year. And... That's what we ask of you. So I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. I think this podcast is going to have some really juicy stuff in there so you can survive. Actually, no, we're not even just going to survive. We're going to thrive through the holidays. Let's get into the show. What's up, you radical human? Thank you for joining us at this busy time of year. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see I even let my hair down for this episode because that's what we do at this time of year, right? We let our hair down. We have some fun. It's a beautiful time. Sometimes it's a challenging time, and that's kind of what I want to focus on today. This is our holiday survival guide episode because at this time of year, whatever you're celebrating, hopefully it's merry, hopefully it's fun, there are definitely unique challenges ahead. There's travel. There's family, which is a beautiful thing, but sometimes can be like a little triggering sometimes as those old roles that we play. There are foods that maybe you've been working really hard to avoid that are going to be available in abundance, sometimes even forced upon you because Auntie Linda's famous cheesecake is the creme de la creme and you're supposed to eat it and there'll be some guilt tripping, there'll be some drama, there'll be some booze, there'll be some delayed flights, there might be some car trouble. There is all kinds of stuff that come with this beautiful holiday season. And there's also an interesting kind of reflective period too. We become very aware that we are about to enter into the new year. You know, new year, new me, new year's resolutions, setting goals, a lot of reflection that comes with it. You map that onto the seasons, we're in winter, we're in the depths of winter. That's supposed to be a time where it's obviously, it's shorter days, it's longer nights. We're supposed to go into ourselves a little bit, think reflect, clear away the dead stuff as everything in nature dies and things return back to the ground so we can make way for what is coming as we enter into the new year and into the spring and start planting those seeds for a brighter future. So there's just a lot going on at this time of year and I've been thinking about A, celebrating it in a very mindful way with all of you that have joined us for this ride. Over the last almost year, Radical Health Radio is closing in on a one-year birthday, which is kind of crazy. So thank you for being here for the support and thank you for joining us at this 
time of year because I know your time is precious and a very valuable asset. So I want to focus today on giving you some good tangible tools and frames for how to navigate this, the holiday survival, and turning it into a holiday thrival guide. Because look, what, what happens a lot of time at the end of the year, and particularly at this very close to the holiday season, is people kind of check out, you know, they, they write it off kind of, ah, whatever, we'll, we'll start again in the new year. And that mentality of, you know, I'll start again tomorrow, I'll start again Monday, can be a tricky one because a lot can happen in terms of a negative spiral in its place. So I think we must first understand that nobody's results or diet or lifestyle or all the good things you did this year can be ruined in a few days of debauchery and pleasure over the holidays. And I also want to make it known that it doesn't need to be that for you too. It's not just like you don't need to just check out mentally because it's Christmas or it's the holidays and give yourself free reign to, you know, eat like a pig. You don't need to do that. You can have balance. And I think we're all trying to navigate something like this with as much balance and awareness and intention as we possibly can. So something I've talked about on the show before is this 80-20 principle. What you do most matters most. And if you're getting this stuff right 80% of the time, you don't need to sweat the 20%, right? So you can conceptualize this on the holiday week, for example, and you can break it down meal by meal if you want to do that. Or you might reflect on, hey, you know what? If I think about my year as a whole, I've been 80%. Maybe I've even been 90%. So just reframe it again that this week of travel and poor sleep and excess blue light and maybe a bit of gluten and God forbid, maybe even some seed oils, it's not going to be the thing that makes or breaks me. It's not going to send me into a spiral. And you also have to acknowledge that when you're giving advice like this, it's very nuanced and it's very about the individual because somebody might be dealing with a lot of complex issues around food or severe autoimmune issues and they have to set a really hard boundary. Like, no, actually, I'm not even going to have any wiggle room in my diet for any of that stuff. So I'm not going to eat the generic family cooked dessert that's on the table knowing that it's got some funky stuff in it because that is a big trigger for me and that will send me into a spiral. So you've also got to take what I'm saying and run it through your own internal fact checker and your belief system. Some people can flex a little bit more at this time of year. Some people really need to hold that boundary. There is no one right prescription for everybody, but I think there are some fundamental rules like the 80-20 principle, like understanding that what you do most matters most, like one of my favorite personal mantras that missing once is life, it happens, missing twice is a choice. And I think we need the grace in this human experience to allow ourselves the failures of missing once because nobody's perfect. It happens, life happens, and sometimes you even choose to miss intentionally. But you don't need to miss twice because it's never the first miss that ruins a person. It's the spiral of repeated mistakes that they allow to happen after the first miss, usually because of some weirdness like guilt or, oh, I shouldn't have ate that now. Oh, well, whatever, you know, I've only got a week until the new year, so let's just blow the lid off this thing and drink and eat all the things. Now, if you have this framework of it doesn't matter if you fell off this proverbial wagon, by the way, the wagon doesn't exist. It's just a construct that we make up in our minds to justify falling off something and give ourselves something to get back on. And we start to really take back our power and the only thing that we really have, which is choice. I think it's a much more mature and adult-like frame. Like, I don't like terminology like cheat meals, for example. Now, you might be going into the holidays like, oh, I've been, a, I've been a good boy or girl all year, so I might have a few cheat meals over the holidays. But it's such a disempowering frame for me because cheating implies that you're doing something underhand to gain an advantage. 
And I'd just push back on that and say, what advantage are you gaining by cheating on your diet? You can't cheat on a diet. It's a silly topic. It's an immature relationship to food. And inherently, when you choose to cheat on your diet, if you do so, there is some weirdness with that language. There's some guilt associated. You feel like you're being naughty. You feel like these are bad foods. Then you feel like you must earn it and burn it off. And then you're going to punish yourself into the new year. And I think, you know, that, I mean, if it works for you, and it's been working for you, cool. If it ain't broke, don't fix it and all of that. But really, I think that language and that perception of food gets more people in trouble than it actually serves to help. Like, you just have choices. And no matter how crazy life gets, no matter how pushy your mom is to eat the apple cobbler, you always choose what you put in your mouth. And you can always choose to say yes and mindfully indulge, or you can choose to say no. And that choice is always yours, and you always choose. So choices over cheat meals, friends, okay? And understand that missing once doesn't mean that you have to descend into chaos. You can miss once and then you can be right back on track the next day and you can have a great breakfast and a great lunch and then maybe you flex again at the family dinner, but you don't need to just lose it all because of one decision because one hot day does not make a summer, one cold day does not make a winter. So understand that applies to your diet too. You know, one bad meal, one out of seed oils is not going to ruin everything that you've worked for or are working for. Now, with that in mind, choices, empowered choices, I think we have to factor in um, a lot of other intentional ways in which we use our time. Another thing that's quite common around the holidays, because of the celebratory nature of it for many people, is boozing, you know, little glass of champers, uh, some bubbly, some beer, some wine, whatever your favorite tipple is, some Moscow mules and some Christmas-themed drinks. Mold wine is very popular in England. And again, it's all a choice. I think having more ammunition to arm yourself with around what that does to you, to your physiology, to your sleep, to your stress levels, to your metabolism, allows you to choose whether this is something you want to have a little more wiggle room with, or whether it's something you might even want to set yourself a healthy challenge of, hey, you know what, usually there's a lot of drinking over Christmas and it makes me feel kind of crappy. And this Christmas, I'm going to swap this fuzzy headed, boozy, you know, default mode of operating for a more conscious, present-oriented Christmas. And I'm going to choose a sober Christmas, and I might challenge myself that way. Again, no one solution for everybody. But understand that alcohol is predominantly, um, well, it is. I mean, it's a toxin in the body, and our body's then primary goal is to detox and burn it off. So in an interesting way, it's almost like first to burn calories. If you're consuming alcohol with food, the metabolism, digestion, assimilation of that food is put on the back burner while your body deals with a poison. And we enjoy the effects of burning off that poison as it goes into our bloodstream and we get this nice little buzz and we get this liquid courage and we feel all warm and fluffy. But it definitely has an impact on metabolism. And if your primary goal right now is, is you're really hammering down and you're really you're nailing this stuff and you know that that's going to work against your goals and you don't want to again it's just standing in your own power to be able to say no and sometimes push it back on the little bit of pushback that you get when you say no oh you, you come on it's christmas just have a beer and just be able to stand your sacred ground and be like yeah you know not for me this year but thank you very much and sometimes yeah cool you you like that you like having a whiskey with your dad on christmas night or whatever it is you know you can just choose but again i think uh really holding your own power and your own intention in this stuff is is important because alcohol will have some effects on metabolism it will unequivocally affect your sleep your sleep will then affect your 
mindset and your mood and your hunger and your metabolism and your hormones the day after. So you can quickly see how when you say yes to one thing, like the couple of drinks, you're not just saying yes to a couple of drinks. You're saying yes to a night of poorer sleep and then a day after where you maybe get up a little bit later, you miss your morning workout. So you can see one little thing can cause a ripple effect that's kind of negative, which is why we have to stay in this very aware and very consciously choosing mode of operating our way through the holidays because we've got to understand um, sometimes we, we have to say no to certain things so we can say a heck yeah to what really matters and even though it's the holidays and even though it is a time to let your hair down that doesn't mean you need to sacrifice all of the things that are important for you so I would decide on what I would call something like your hinging points or your anchor points and really figure out as we go into this season if you're traveling back home or maybe even going abroad a family are coming in that you might not be able to do all the things you usually do on a run-of-the-mill week when you're in your routine and you can thrive in that routine, but you can pick out a few things that you can really keep sacred, and that might be your bedtime, or that might be your morning workout, or that might be hitting your protein goal, or that might be saying no to all, like one particular thing, like you know that gluten is a really bad trigger for you, so you're going to have a little more wiggle room in your diet, but you are not going to eat any gluten-containing grains or cakes or something like that. In my opinion, if you pick the one thing that you can really anchor to and keep that strong, it usually will give you the momentum and um, the, the position, positioning for yourself to make extra decisions that really help you navigate this time um, pretty mindfully and therefore come in riding a positive wave of momentum instead of this kind of foggy post-holiday, um, you know, just blah, blandness about everything and then having to pick yourself up and get after it again with the whole New Year's new me. So a couple of pro tips that really can help from a lifestyle perspective is just a lot of walking. Hopefully you're getting some extra time off over the holidays and this is a good time to just get those steps in. One of the best things you can do and particularly after a big meal and we all know that we we definitely eat a little bit more than we should sometimes at family gatherings is to take a, a quick walk. You know, 10 to 20 minutes can do wonders for your digestion. It can do wonders for bringing your blood sugar levels back down to normal levels. It can do wonders then to enhance your sleep. So it speeds everything up. And this isn't about walking for the calorie burn or walking, you know, X amount of distance. It's just about walking as an act to get into this parasympathetic branch of the nervous system, the rest and digest, the assimilate, the stay and play. And because it's the holidays and because we're theming this conversation around that, my invitation here is to bring people on that with you, you know, bring the family, like try and get everybody instead of crashing on the couch afterwards and doing whatever you do, like putting on sports or putting on the, the Christmas movies, like just pause that for like 20 minutes and say, hey guys, let's go do two laps around the block and let's leave our phones inside and let's have a walk after the meal instead of everybody being in that slumber, you know, nodding in and out of consciousness with, a, with another glass of wine in their hands. So just challenge you to even think about potentially new, what's the word I'm looking for? Like new traditions that you can make because the, the holidays are steeped in traditions but you can make new traditions that are a little bit more aligned with who you are and hopefully what you want to bring the people that you care about the most into as well a little bit more health a little bit more movement more games like going back to more like old-fashioned games what about a good old board game or a game that requires no tech no tv no blue lights i know mario kart's fun and i know nintendo switches and all of that stuff can be fun but also some of this old-fashioned stuff like connecting sharing something go around the table you know reflect on the year have people share what they were the most grateful for you know whatever it is but think about maybe bringing something to the table that isn't food 
this year that is a little bit more about lifestyle and health that you can bring people in on it with you. So stay active, bring the family in on it, play fun games, um, make it something that gets you guys up and moving as a family, you know, go on a, go on a hike, go to the local viewpoint, you know, take the family out, do whatever you can to stay active or if you don't, if you're not around family, you know, for the holidays this year, for whatever reason, just enjoy that extra time that hopefully you find. Don't squander it by, you know, just extra scrolling time on social media. Try and get out into nature. Try and do some reflection. Enjoy reading a book. Enjoy taking it down a notch and slowing down and really being in this presence of the winter, which is again supposed to be calmer and stiller and softer in a time where our culture's made it something that still is this go, go, go do, 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 rush, 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 traffic, hustle, bustle, presence, and all of the stress that can come with that. So move a lot, practice presence, of course. Um, Sleep is a big one. We know that a good night of sleep, if you could kind of bottle the effects of that, is going to really help with your metabolism and your digestion and your mood the next day. So really think about sleeping when you're traveling or on the road. Sleep can be a little bit of a, of a challenge because you're in new places, your environment's not quite right, so your animal body doesn't settle down as much. So be extra mindful about little things like blue light in the evenings. Try and convince the family to turn the lights off, light a few candles, invest in some good blue light blocking glasses, something like that. Um, supplements and tools, you know, you've got cool little quirky things that you can do with vinegar. For example, after a big meal, a little shot glass of apple cider vinegar diluted in some water can be really good for bringing your blood sugar levels down and aiding with digestion. A little extra magnesium to get you through the holidays because magnesium depletes stress and it can be a stressful time and it can also help sleep. So you've got these little things to think about. If you know that the family offerings at the table are not going to be aligned with an animal-based diet and you're going to be missing out on some of the key things that you really love to thrive, pick up some supplements, take them with you. So at the very least, you've got your micronutrients taken care of. You're looking after your organs and you're still prioritizing the framework, the key steps, the fundamental pillars so that you don't need to lose it all. You know, bring... Bring a good, clean protein shake with you so you can keep that number high. Stay hydrated. You know, keep keep that idea of whatever that target is. Half your body weight in ounces of water, for example. Electrolytes. All of these things that might otherwise fall through the cracks. Again, just being a bit more intentional and mindful. Now we've got some kind of like pragmatic solutions on the table. Above all else, stay aware, stay conscious, have some fun, and just be mindful and, and make empowered choices. The, the next kind of thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is because of the nature of the holidays and the gift giving and you know the fact that a lot of this stuff has become a very another celebration of like a consumeristic culture it's fun to give gifts and it's fun to receive gifts but the best present is presence I'm convinced of that and I think that you come bearing gifts if that's what you guys do exchange gifts thoughtful gifts all of that stuff it's a lot of fun but never forget the power of presence I think if anything, above all else, what you can really take from this holiday period, if you prioritize it and set your intention, is to be more present, to be the present, to live in the present moment, this moment, the only moment that we've got, you know, this, this understanding that these highlight real moments that you get to spend with your family, even sometimes that they might be annoying and triggering because the house is chaos or, you know, somebody said something rude to you and triggered you. At one point, these aren't all going to be a possibility. You know, the people that we love won't be with us one day. And really to remember that and cherish that and think back to 
think forward to being 80 years old and trying to relive this moment now and what was I feeling and what was I experiencing and really sink into it. And if you have nieces and nephews, like get on the floor and play with them and just do the things that give you the most presence as possible because I think this is a real good time to practice that. Hopefully we've got a little bit of a break from our routines and you know, a lot of us really enjoy our routines and settling into those behaviors. But when we enter into this like routineless kind of um new new little chapter new few days whatever it is we can really cut through that with some really clear presence so remember that presence is the presence and i wanted to add a caveat here because we've you know i've been talking all about here being around family and the fun that can come with christmas and some of the challenges of course and and the holidays in general but i want to also acknowledge that it can be a really difficult time for some people you know because it is so family oriented and you see people traveling and you know the family pictures with the matching sweaters and everybody's happy and you might not have that you know you might be lonely during this holiday period Um, the holiday period might be a, a stark reminder of what you've lost or who you've lost and that can be really challenging and I think that in moments like this when you feel low we have a tendency to you know get in our heads and get stuck and really kind of reminisce and idealize the the past and the future and what we want and we can always be in this very much a sense of lack and one of the most powerful things you can do when you're feeling down is to see if you can help someone when you feel low to find somebody that's potentially feeling lower than you are and help them extending the olive branch having a call with a friend who you know is also struggling going to like a volunteer service where they're feeding the homeless over the holidays or something to to give back it almost will always help because it puts you back in that mode of service and it's a gentle nudge back into gratitude that as bad as it can be and as hard as it can feel sometimes that we can always find something to be grateful for. So I also want to acknowledge that it can be a challenging time and there's ways that we can even use that and and end up being grateful for it by giving back, by helping people that are in a objectively worse position than us and reminding ourselves that it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. There's always light at the tunnel at the end of the tunnel if we can go looking for it. Um, All right, let's see where we're at here. Now we're moving into getting like, you know, we've, we've moved through the holiday period. You've got some stuff there. We're obviously now entering into the new years, right? The, the new year, new me. I'm going to start you know, 2024 is going to be my year. I'm finally going to do it. And whilst I think the energy of the new year is wonderful and exciting and you should absolutely set goals and do some reflection, I'll actually help you with some of those things today. I don't think what most people need is a resolution per se or a new set of goals. What you need is a revelation. So swap the resolution for the revelation. And the revelation is ultimately this. If you want something you've never had before, you must be willing to become somebody that you've never been before. And at this time of year, we're always thinking about who do we get to become? You know, this this new year. And some people are not. Some people have been injured or wounded by the new year new me so often that ah, goals don't fail I'm just not going to do it and I would challenge you to challenge that mindset and please revisit our goal setting masterclass the psychology behind goal setting that was radical health radio episode 23 we'll put that in the show notes I don't know if we we could do that but I've always wanted to say that we'll put that in the show notes (laughs) so go check out the show notes you've got the psychology of goal setting and understand that goals don't fail people goals 
goals do work, but there's a science and there's a method behind it. And that's ultimately what a New Year's resolution is, right? It's a bunch of goals, but people don't understand the value systems behind them. They don't understand how to set proper aligned goals, etc. And that's why I think the, the statistics are pretty crazy that, you know, 80% of New Year's resolutions are already in the bin by, you know, February. So they don't last very long, but you can buck that trend. You can be the exception. Even if your New Year, New Me efforts have failed in the past, well, this year can be different because if you have this revelation that it's not just about doing new things, it's about becoming some new stuff that we dive into on that podcast but something I'll touch on again here that's really what is going to make the difference right you must be willing to become somebody that you've never been before that will obviously change what you do but it's about being very very crystal clear on what it is that you want and I've always been fascinated by wordplay and I love the wordplay that question has the word quest in it and I think that our lives are akin to a quest. We're all on this kind of crazy journey, this quest towards something. We're questing for something. And if you want to go on a better quest, you must ask better questions. So one of the questions that I would Im- encourage you to sit with at this moment as you're reflecting on this is what do you really want from life? Like really sit with that. A lot of people have not asked themselves that question for a long time, if ever. What do you really want from life? What kind of life do you want to live? Not just what do you want immediately, but what do you want to want? What kind of person do you want to become? And like really see what comes up here. What's your dream? If you don't have a dream, culture will have one for you. Your parents will have one for you. School will have one for you, whatever. The limits of society, they will decide your dream for you. And I think living somebody else's dream is about the closest thing to a living nightmare that we have because it's not ours. And the only way we establish our own dream and actually start stacking bricks and building that thing is actually knowing what it is. And guess what? You can dream. You can. It's not just some childhood fantasy of what do you want to be when you grow up? It's, it's a reality. You, you came here. You, you're having this human experience. You want something. And there is something that you do better than anybody else could ever do it. And it's uniquely yours. What is that thing? Try and scratch the surface and dig underneath. Otherwise, we will be here a year from now asking the same question. And you will have lost another year where you're kind of going like, I'm just, I'm just kind of like doing the same thing over and over again. And our old mate Albert Einstein said that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's to be insane. Don't be insane. We're trying to start a sane asylum here. Like, and the sanest thing you can possibly do is figure out what you want the most and ask good questions. So let me help you with a few good questions to close with here. So at this point in the podcast... Either open your notes app on your phone or go get, go get an actual pen and paper. You remember that thing we used to do called writing? Let's do a little bit of reflective writing to finish it. It's only going to take a few minutes. Don't be scared by this. I know some of you turn, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not intention certain or journaling. Play, play the game with me as well. Call to action. If you can share some of this in the comments, it'd be really cool for me to see as well because I'll see who's playing the game and I'll see who's like getting involved here. So if you've got a pen, if you've got a paper, if you've got your notes app open on your phone, we're going to start with the highlight reel because this will really just give us some, some good old dopamine and serotonin. It'll get us really in a positive mindset. So the highlight reel of 2023, it will be, is what was your best surprise? All right, write these down. If, you, if it comes up, like write it down immediately. If not, write all the questions down and then reflect on these after the podcast is over. So best surprise, best meal, single best meal you ate last year. Coolest new experience. Favorite new friend. 
Favorite single day of the whole year? Favorite day? What was the most intense week of last year? Favorite unexpected life challenge? Best sex? What was the best sex you had last year? What was your favorite song? What's that song that was just the theme tune for your year? You blast it on repeat. Favorite concert? If you saw no live music, there's your homework for next year. You have to go see some live music. Come on. Come on, folks. And favorite quote? Favorite quote? A little highlight reel. Think about those things. And now let's get into some kind of reflective questions and uh, game planning questions so we can really step in and crush 2024, make it a radical year. Here's a question I want you to sit with and think about what habit slash system accounted for most of your success last year and why? What habit slash system accounted for most of your success last year and why? A little follow on to that might be are there opportunities to double down on that? So really think about what was the thing that carried you the furthest, the habit that contributed to most of your success or growth last year? What was that thing? Are there any opportunities to do more of that thing or to do something slightly adjacent to that thing that you know your tomorrow self is thanking your today self for doing? So what habit or system account for most of your success and why? Question number two I'd like you to reflect on is, what are the most valuable ways I spent my time last year? What are the most valuable ways I spent my time last year? What were you doing that you know was valuable? And the flip side of that coin we have to ask, of course, is what are the least valuable ways I spent my time last year? What are the least valuable ways I spent my time last year? You get a really nice juxtaposition here of a very clear, this is a very valuable way I'm spending my time, and this, not so much. That's going to give you some good information to take with you into the new year. Again, doubling down on this, building strategies around minimizing this negative sink of my time or not valuable waste of my time. A couple more. Put your coaching hat on here. You know, I love I love the good old coaching game. This is a, a good question I like to ask because I believe everybody's kind of got an inner guide, an inner wise self, an inner coach within them. So let's coach ourselves here. If you could coach your last year self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell them? So knowing what you know now, if you were coaching yourself last year, what would you tell them? little thought experiment to see what lessons and what wisdom pops out there through your experiences and knowing now in hindsight what you wish you would have known then what would you tell them how would you coach that version of you through the year ahead and my closing thoughts for today or a closing question for you to ponder is I want you to put yourself in your own shoes exactly one year from now into the future so at this point we're looking down the barrel of 2025, a crazy day, I know. One year from now in your own shoes and ask yourself this question. What would have happened by the end of the year for me to reflect on the year and consider it a success? So now you are putting yourself in the future and looking back and saying, what would have to have happened for me to consider that year a success? Let your mind wander, let your heart wander and let's see what comes up there. 
So you've got some little homework there, hopefully a couple of tools on how to navigate the holidays a little more mindfully and some powerful reflective questions that you can do solo. You can bring a loved one in on this. You could even bring it into the family. You know, this goal setting and intention setting stuff is valuable because of course, if you haven't established a target, the chances of you hitting it are next to none. So if you want something, first make clear what you want and then get busy becoming the kind of person that deserves to have that thing. The goal isn't to get what you want. The goal is to become the kind of person that gets to have it as a byproduct of being that person. So fall in love with the process. It's hopefully been a wonderful year for you. Even if it's been a challenging year for you, I know in some ways there is a gratitude for those challenges because you are still here and they are forming you into the person that you are now and you're learning about the range and the scope and the depth of who you are through challenges. And I'm wishing you nothing but love and hope and abundance and growth and a few healthy challenges along the way for the next year too. And from us to all of you, happy holidays, a happy new year. We'll of course see you next week as always. We're not going anywhere. We want to be able to do this with you for many, many years to come. And just thank you for the ride. I hope you're going to have a wonderful time with your loved ones. I hope you can find a deep sense of presence and be with yourself in a new and unique way. Give yourself the gift of presence. Give other people the gift of your presence. And have a wonderful holiday period. And we will see you next week, fam. All the best. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Whatever you're celebrating, make it merry. Happy holidays. Peace out. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Radical Health Radio. We got a fresh new podcast for you every Wednesday. If you enjoyed the show, consider liking, subscribing, reviewing, and rating us on your podcast platform. It helps to spread this message of radical health. We'll see you next week.